This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg, and I have the pleasure of welcoming Ryan Pritchard, who's the director of winemaking for Three Sticks. Now, born and raised in Northern California, Pritchard's passion for wine blossomed while taking a wine appreciation course at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. Wine stuck with him, and he pursued a certificate in enology from UC Davis, popular program. Pritchard worked with smaller wineries in California and Colorado. We're going to talk about that. Before joining William Selim in Hillsburg to learn the craft of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay winemaking. While running the cellar in Sonoma County's premier Copane Custom Crush, he was able to work with dozens of the country's best winemakers. From there, he moved to Medlock Ames in Hillsburg. Ryan then joined Three Sticks in 2015, where he crafts a state-only Pinot Noir and Chardonnay that showcases Three Sticks' exceptional vineyards, and I can vouch for that, producing wines of distinction and acclaim. Richard lives in Santa Rosa with his wife and two children. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Thanks man. for having this me. This is awesome. This is, this is fun. All right, so i got to ask, where's the name Three Sticks come from? So Three Sticks, uh, our owner, Bill Price, his full name is William Stanley Price III. He was growing up in Hawaii, and his buddies got a hold of his license, and they said, what are these Three Sticks at the end of your name? Because... The, the Roman numerals. Oh, right. And so he got called Billy Three Sticks. That was his, uh, his nickname <laughs> growing up. And so, you know, when he had the uh, opportunity to, to name a, a wine brand, he said, well, this, is, this will be kind of fun. And everyone always asks because we've got the three, you know, little vines with the tendrils on oh, them. Yeah, and they wonder, wonder what that yeah. symbolizes. And it's just kind of a, a ruse to get you off the path of the real, uh, the real meaning behind Billy it. Billy Three Sticks. So it's really the third. It's That's the third. what that stands yeah. for. Now, where is Three Sticks located? Where are you guys based out of? We're in the town of Sonoma. So we have a a tasting room there. Uh, The winery is there as well. And we have vineyards uh, throughout Sonoma County. Um, A vineyard there in Sonoma called Durrell Vineyard. Probably our most famous. Very, very well known. And that's where we got our start. You know, that's where uh, Bill purchased the Durrell Vineyard uh, back in 1997 from Ed Durrell. And... You know, uh, for a while, that's the only wines that from Three Sticks were made from only Durrell. Uh, and then over the years, uh, through purchasing, you purchased the Gaps Crown Vineyard. Um, no kidding. Yep. Uh, back in uh, 2012. Okay. And so, yeah, we've been really kind of started off selling fruit to other wineries and decided, you know. Several very notable wineries. Yes, very notable. Make wines from your, your fruit. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, we have, uh, and those vineyards throughout Sonoma County, one of them is uh, the Wall Vineyard, far, far Sonoma Coast. Okay, so yep. it's a yep. two and a half hour drive to get out there from from, uh, from Durrell. So that's kind of the fun thing that I love about of having these vineyards all over the county, estate vineyards all over the county. Um, you know, a lot of times when you go to a winery and you're tasting the wines from that, that place, you get that sense of place and that's amazing, but that's all you get, right? You, you, you're only getting wines potentially from that, that vineyard. Well, we have 
them all over, and they each sort of uh, have different profiles. Tell their own story. Yes, exactly. So, so I, I know those vineyards pretty well. So it's mostly Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Yes, that's what you guys are pretty much known pretty, for. Yep, ninety-five uh, percent of what we do is Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Uh, we do a little bit of Rhone reds and Rhone whites as well, but those are primarily primarily for our tasting room and sort of uh, small small batch stuff for our club. Speaking of your tasting room, yes. Oh my gosh, pretty yeah. spectacular, right? <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, went there once and felt like I was like transported back to the Alamo or something. <laughs> it was. I love it. It's it's kind of a it's, so it's the second oldest residence in the town of Sonoma. So this was built in 1842. Um, you know, since since we uh, bought it, uh, we've uh, done some remodeling, but really kind of a cool. You get this cool uh, California history. Um, you, you know, we have old pictures of uh, back in the day when uh, when it was one of the only things in town, um, and now it's kind of you, you'd walk past it, and you'd have no idea um, it's a tasting room. It's we. We use it as a as a home, you know, to bring people in. Uh, we want people to taste in a very comfortable environment, um, and that's what wine's all about, right? It's uh, sharing. We we call it table fellowship. You know, it's sharing a bottle of wine uh, with friends around a table, and we we do our tasting experience in that way as well. It felt intimate, very when yes. I was there. Just. Little, little spots throughout, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, we'll have a little couch on one corner. Uh, we've got a big table in the middle, sort of in the, yeah. the dining room. And then we've got one out in the storehouse. So you, you come and it's your own adventure. It's, yeah. You're not sitting sort of around with other people. Well, thank God you didn't put me out in the storehouse. <laughs> <laughs> now, by the way, anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you're in Sonoma or in the Sonoma area, please check out this tasting room. It is just Really unique, very elegant, for in my opinion. Do you need an appointment? Yes. Okay. Uh, and and do it well in advance. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get phone calls from uh, friends and family sometimes on a Friday, and they'll say, "Hey, can you get me in tomorrow?" And I said, "Listen, I can do a lot, but I can't do that." Right. You know, we friends, maybe family. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we can find a corner to 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 let you check out the Adobe. But yeah, I would say if you're looking to do it. Um, you know, call a few weeks in advance. That's really your best shot. Uh, weekends are are generally full, and um, you know, get get it get it as early as you can because okay. uh, we only do a few tastings, uh, a few seatings per day, and there's only a few spots for that as well. And it is worth it. I'll tell you, it's just a great experience. Now we talked about some of the vineyards. We talked about Gaps Crown. Talked about Durrell. Yep. Um, I, w- I want to talk about it in terms of uh, monopole. Yes. A lot of people are, by the way, not familiar with the term monopole, which is very popular in Europe. Yes. Particularly Burgundy. Uh, what exactly do you mean when you use the term monopole? So the, the three uh, vineyards that I spoke about before, Durrell, Gaps Crown, and Wallala, are, are vineyards that we've purchased. Um, they were developed and they've been, you know, in many cases, selling uh, grapes to wineries for many, many years. And so with those winery, or those vineyards, we were looking to sort of you know, those are the, the heritage vineyards. Those are the vineyards that we're looking to continue that work where we continue to sell to other folks. Um, we also have three vineyards that are our own, and we are the only ones who make wine from that vineyard. And so uh, William James, Alana, and One Sky Vineyard, those are our three monopole vineyards. We grow that fruit. We planted those planted those vines, grow that fruit, and use it all in our own wine. So Exclusively. Exclusively. No one else Nobody gets else fruit is doing from, it. from those. The other, the other wineries that we may know yep. that are making wonderful wines from your fruit, not from here. 
Correct. Yeah. Those a hundred percent of the fruit from those go into our wines. And so that's our distinction is, you know, this, this is a, the wine that you're getting from this site is only, only available at three sticks. Um, and yeah, they're, and they're also sort of unique in that, um, you know, we planted them, you know, we were able to do all the work, uh, develop them, uh, in our own mind's eye. Right. Um, so plant them exactly the way that we wanted to with the exact, uh, row direction. And uh, so, um, that was kind of a, a fun adventure and something that, you know, we're, we're pretty proud of. Wow. And what are those, what are those vineyard sites again? Uh, William James, which is out in Sebastopol. Okay. Um, Alana, which is uh, out sort of between Grayton and uh, Occidental, pretty close sure, to Occidental. Okay, yeah. All right. um, and then uh, One Sky is up on Sonoma Mountain, so it's uh, high up there, right next to Vanderkamp Vineyard, actually. We're kind of uh, up above Vanderkamp looking down on them from, uh, you know, it's you know, 1500 feet up, uh, up Sonoma mountain. So it's, it is the highest, wow. okay. the highest vineyard in Sonoma mountain AVA. Wow. Like 1500 feet. Yeah. So what are you growing up there? Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Really? Yep. Yep. High acidity. I would imagine there's good acidity up there. Um, it's, you know, what I think is so cool about that site is you go down the hill and you're, there's Cabernet just maybe half a mile down the hill. But as you go up, yeah. It gets cooler uh, during the day. Those winds are, are flowing through there. Um, and, you know, it's, sometimes it's it's tricky to even get Pinot Noir and Chardonnay ripe up at that elevation. Pretty good diurnal swing, I guess. Yes, for sure. Sometimes, sometimes you know, when it gets when it gets hot up there, you know, you're you're looking down upon, you know, we're above the clouds, right. uh, above the fog line. Above the fog line, right, um, it comes and, in. So that'll roll in. You kind of see it coming from both. So on Sonoma Mountain, um, it's sort of on the northeast side. And so you'll get that fog coming in from the Petaluma Gap, sort of uh, wrapping around Sonoma right. Mountain. And then you have fog coming up the valley, uh, Sonoma Valley, sort of coming in from uh, the bay. So It's a phenomenal sight to watch, too, because you can set your watch by it. Yes. <laughs> you know, it happens on time every day. It's yeah. just amazing. So here we are in Park City yes. as part of the Red, White, and Snow uh, fundraiser for the National Ability Center. And by the way, thank you so much for participating. Oh, absolutely. It's just an amazing, incredible. You're here with 30 of your favorite other uh, vintners. Absolutely. And no. we are fortunate to have you. But back at home, it's, so it's still early March. Yes. What's going on in the vineyards right now? Well, it's wet. <laughs> Not a whole lot's going yeah, on in the vineyard. Really right we, uh, you know, we've been. We had a couple of rainstorms come through just in the last couple of weeks. You know, we got right in time after you get all your pruning and tying done. Um, that's you know that's all done with us for us. Um, we're kind of just at this point waiting for bud break, um, and that could come any any minute really. Uh, once that once we get sort of that next little heat wave that comes through and wakes everything up, yeah. I think we'll part we'll probably get get rolling on that. Um, but yeah, right now it's uh, it's hurry up and wait. Uh, once once the vineyards are just soaked in mud and, and, and water, um, there's not a whole lot uh, that you can do out there. But a good time for you to be here then. Oh, it's perfect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. The the vines and. You're going to be here, you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. Um, it's kind of the opposite in the winery. You know, we are uh, we're doing blending right now, and so I spent Monday and Tuesday of this week tasting through sixty barrels uh, each morning and figuring out which which barrels are going into which blend. And, and um, you did invite me. 
Well, oh. you're welcome anytime. Okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do is watch winemakers. It's, it's one thing to, in the vineyard, it's super important, right? We all know you can't make great wine without great fruit, right? Okay, get that. So yep. the vineyard is super important. And once that harvest is in and the wines are made, the art of blending is what blows me away. And that's just like watching an artist with a palette paint. Yeah. Hey, what I love about blending is, you know, like you said, you have these individual lots. They're each a little bit different. You know, one lot maybe... Uh, is really aromatic, and another one is uh, great tannin. Uh, another one sort of has that that base fruit that you're looking for, and so yeah, it's I, I love saying okay, well let's let's start with this, and then let's throw in a little of this. It's kind of like cooking, right? You know, you taste it. No, oh, it needs a little more salt. Okay, well let's throw a little bit of, of this of this uh, one particular vineyard that that adds that sort of umami character, or you know, uh, it, what I the the hard thing I think that people don't necessarily understand is you're making a wine, uh, you're tasting a wine that is not what you're, not, not, it's not going to taste like it does at the end when you're actually making that wine, right? You're, it still has aging time in the barrel, it has aging time in the, in the bottle, and if you try to make a wine that tastes delicious right there in the blending room, you're probably not going to make a delicious wine because it needs to be harsh, it needs to have tannin, it needs to, it needs to, to be big so it can mellow. It can evolve. Yep. Using your cooking analogy, it's like tasting raw batter, and then what does it taste like when it comes out of the oven? Two very different yes. things. And I have to say, a perfect segue for my favorite part of the podcast, what's in your glass? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got, uh, we got two wines, so... First one is our Durrell Chardonnay. Uh, this is, uh, like I said before, this is kind of where Three Sticks got its start. Um, Durrell Vineyard, you may see it on uh, on other great producers' uh, labels, sure. um, but we're kind of lucky in that we have, uh, you know, we've got control of this uh, vineyard. We get our, our our sort of choice of of all the different blocks and. Uh, what I love about Durrell is is the texture on this wine. So this is uh, it's. Chardonnay, old Wenty clone. I was going to say it has to be the Wenty clone, knowing yep. the kind of the pedigree of this vineyard. And and what Durrell has uh, going for it is it's got all of these different soil types. It's 600 acres. Uh, I had only no a, idea it was that big. That's the that's the size of the property. About 130 planted. Planted. Okay. Um, still big. Still big. Um, and most of that, it's about two thirds, uh, two thirds Chardonnay, uh, one third Pinot, and mm-hmm. a couple of other little things there thrown in there as well. Uh, we do have a little Pinot Blanc out there that we make. Um, there used to be some Syrah. Um, so, yeah, there's, um, it's just a fantastic vineyard. You've got these different uh, soils throughout. Um, because of that size that we were just talking about, you've got uh, some sandy soils up in the, the sort of back uh, area in the valley. Um, down on the valley floor, you've got this ancient riverbed um, soils. Kind of in the middle, it's a little bit more volcanic. Uh, and the wine from each of those spots has a little bit of a different signature. And so when you're taking different grapes from those different spots and putting them together, you, it's like you're kind of making a blend. You get those different spice wrap characteristics even from, from one single vineyard. I have to say, just the aroma on this, it's, it's like revisiting an old friend. <laughs> it really is. It just takes me so far back to where I first discovered Durrell Chardonnay, probably in ninety. 394, 95 back in that time frame and it just immediately transports me back but you know wine does that right 
Absolutely. Wine can take you to a place, a memory, and, and just, this did it instantly. And I haven't uh, tried it yet, so let's, I'm going to go in and see how we do. It tells it. It tells its own story, for sure. All right, I swallowed. <laughs> it's okay. Wow. Wow. Thank you. That fruit, the balance, great structure, great acidity. It's really yummy. Yeah, vibrant, uh, vibrant acidity. Uh, what I love in, oh. in Chardonnay and Pinot is really... I want that acidity to pop. Yeah. Uh, I want this wine. I think that that really helps these wines age, and uh, and and there's a texture too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like with this. These are uh, barrel fermented, um, so we have about 25 percent new oak. Mm. So it has it does have an oak. But it's not overpowering. No, no. So oak is like to use your analogy earlier, a little bit like salt. Absolutely right. A little is a little is great. You know, just enough to yep. to give it that wonderful sort of that. Vanilla, um, toasted vanilla notes in that, just beautiful. I like. Wow. I think of it sort of as it gives it gives the wine some structure as well. You know, you've got a little bit of uh, uh, the tannins from the from the oak, uh, just builds that wine up a little bit so that you're able to, uh, you know, pair well with food. Wow, thanks. What's in the next glass? Next glass, we've got our Monarch Pinot Noir, and this is a, a new wine for us actually, and. Um, you know, it's a it's a Sonoma County blend, and a blend of our estate vineyards. So people ask, you know, oh, it's a Sonoma County wine. Well, that 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 does that is that a lesser wine? The the AVA is well, that's, that is a typical question people yeah, would ask, right? Very fair question. Yep. Uh, it's kind of the opposite, though, for us. Um, this is my ability to be able to take any vineyard that we own. So all of our six estate vineyards, we're a hundred percent estate. All of our Wines that we make are 100% estate. All right. Not buying any fruit. Not buying any fruit. Um, and this wine is a blend of those vineyards. And because we have Sonoma Mountain, we've got Sonoma Coast, we've got Russian River, this allows me to make a blend in any way, shape, or form that I want. I don't even know how to describe this wine. <laughs> Lost for words. I, I am. I just don't know how to describe it. It's a beautiful Pinot Noir, but you know, normally you can think of Pinot Noir as a sexy or feminine or masculine or, you know, this sort of... It's kind of Hopefully it's in the middle it's, of it's all of that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of, you know, cutting down the middle of the fairway there. And it's just, that's, it's, you know, it's got, it's, it's got masculine fruit with feminine bones. I, that's the only thing I could come up no, with to describe right. this. I, Is that okay? I think, I hope so. <laughs> I, I think... To me, that's you know, if you if you taste a wine and and you immediately go to one of those sort of obvious mm. descriptors, that's great. But usually, that means it's it's loaded up on that on that right. one side. Right. This my goal with with again with Pinot and Chardonnay, you need that acidity, you need the the, the bones. I like to have ripe fruit, but I don't want it to be overripe. Fruit. Right. So this yeah. is. The goal is truly balance. It's not. It's not balance as a as a term that um, you know has to not have high alcohol or that these do not. These are all fourteen percent fourteen percent alcohol. It has to be balanced. It has to be balanced in flavor. It has to be balanced in tannin wow. and acidity. So good job. Thank you. Thank that you very delicious. much. That is delicious. I appreciate it. No and, and I also appreciate you being here this week for Red, White, and Snow. Just uh, you- what a great organization. What yeah. a great great event um you know we've been doing it for a number of years now and uh it's one of the the highlights of the year you know to come out and uh, support the nac and 
you know, visit with old friends. So, it, and it's great. And, I, and full disclosure, I am on the board of uh, Red, White, and Snow this year, so it's really a double treat for me to welcome you to NAC and the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Vine Guy. 